right now we're specifically in the content age right so i i've seen a lot of people going into the space where they try to create on demand wordpress vip empowers content and development teams with the flexibility and ubiquity of wordpress the agile cms that powers more than 40 percent of the web while ensuring the security and reliability organizations need to operate at scale Hey everybody, welcome back to Post Status Draft. This is another interview and discussion in our pe product people series. And I've got someone I've met, let's see, last year or the year before, Giannis, and doing good work. But we were talking about um, AI and that led to open AI and something they're doing with WP Webhooks. So that's what the conversation is going to be about today. But Giannis, welcome to the Draft Podcast. Would you tell us a little bit about yourself and your work in WordPress? Sure, totally. Thanks for having me here. Uh, it's always an honor. Uh, my name is Janis. I'm from Germany originally, but started traveling a long time ago. And since then, I basically work as a digital nomad from anywhere. And I would say with a, with a very, very deep focus on WordPress and specifically in automation. This is where WP Webhook comes from. So we are basically focused on connecting different services and WordPress plugins to let them talk to each other and kind of just automate the system and get rid of the human error and save everyone a little bit of time and money, which is really interesting nowadays. Yeah, I, and I love it. Uh, one part I'll just sidebar real quick is I know when you say digital notepad, uh, the several times we've had consumed, I'm like, where are you in the world today? It's like, <laughs> um, so I, I love that. I love to see the new like landscapes you're in every time we talk. Um, Okay, so WP Webhooks, um, I know you've been, so automation is key, it's about efficiency, um, like really saving that time and uh, in the processes you're doing. Um, what, tell me what all does WP Webhooks do? So basically it allows you to use a set of predefined integrations to let other services and WordPress plugins specifically talk to each other. So let's say there's a, a WooCommerce shop, for example, and you have a, a custom programmed plugin that has no integrations whatsoever. You can use our plugin as a middleman to allow sending data in between. And that works with mostly any kind of WordPress plugins, as well as external data, like uh, external services, something like Zapier or Make or Integrately. So the, the basic main goal is to just make them compatible, which they in a lot of cases aren't from the beginning or if they are they're often very limited which is something we realized as well so we just want to kind of get that interoperability to wordpress which is something that was just lacking over the last couple of years yeah i i love that i know zapier is used quite a bit uh, obviously we've yeah. used it in the past at, at post tennis because of all the external services and you're trying to link these and do some things that certain pieces of software doesn't do out of the bat so i I love the premise of webhooks for sure, uh, WP webhooks. What are you seeing or finding customers are gravitating to webhooks for? Like, is there specific tasks that stand out that people are using these over and over and over and going, this is what I need. I don't want to pay for Zapier or some other alternative. I want to do something here with my WordPress site. What are you seeing from your customers? So I'd say there's not a specific use case. There's uh, quite a lot. So everyone, literally everyone who's in the, in the, has a web presence or has an online shop or something related and does something with websites. 
everyone is in, in, in need of doing some kind of automations. Let it be to automatically book orders into your accounting system or synchronize your properties from a property management website with your WordPress website. Or let's say you have a teachable account and you sell online courses and you want to synchronize your students with a WordPress site to give them extra features. Uh, this is stuff that they are using it for. So basically, wherever there's a pain point and there's some time that just can be avoided by automating it through software, this is something where we are um, jumping in. And it's specifically interesting right now for people that are very critical about privacy mm. because especially in Europe, a lot of people don't want to use software as a service partners like Zapier or Integromat because they are hosting their data on other platforms, right? So they have no full control over it, which comes very handy with our plugin because you have your own server. So everything runs on your own server. You are in full control where your data is, what your data does. And this is a very, very critical point that is uh, always, always well seen at the moment, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I you went to a subject I didn't even think about, which is if you don't want your information out there on another service, having it in, in WordPress, something you can control. I think that's a key facet. Before we start talking about uh, AI and specifically Open AI, what are you most excited about with webhooks this year? Ooh, for sure, bringing that AI space more to WordPress mm -hmm. because we had so much fun over the last couple of months trying these things out seeing in which direction it goes and it's just incredibly fun to to play around with it because the possibilities are really endless and we are we are fully about saving time right and that is something we can even use to leverage more time out of our daily task which is really really good okay well let's so, roll into that because i think that's one of the most uh, interesting themes in our community is ai i've seen a couple of tweets saying ai is going to revolutionize um a lot of stuff with a website by the end of 2023. I can't remember who said that online. And I was like, well, I've been paying attention enough, but talk to me about AI, open AI, and what you, you see on the horizon for, um, for WordPress, particularly, and opportunities and possibilities. Yeah, so AI, uh, specifically in our case with open AI, uh, there's uh, a little differentiation. So right now it's very much hype, the GPT-3. So the, the kind of chat AI, as you can, as you can uh, think of, which is basically you just type in something and it, it gives you like a very human answer back, which is really, really incredible. And uh, we specifically talk about the, the open AI API, which kind of allows you to communicate data on a programmatic level, which means you basically don't even need to type something yourself. But you can already use a service to let these things run through the web automatically without ever touching this kind of data. And this is this is just something that that works very well with with the automation part, right? So we are we are basically looking into bringing more possibilities to that AI through non-static data. And uh, what I mean by non-static data, it's probably interesting to to understand what an AI actually is. So it's a pre-trained network, right? It has the data that was feeded to it at some point. And with OpenAI, it's made from mostly 2021. So it has no actual new data. If you ask it something like what happened yesterday, for example, it can probably not give you an answer to. You can give it the information if you have it yourself, but it can never give you like the, the news and accurate information. And using things like automation, you can basically bring a whole new world to it because you can kind of give the AI the possibility through response and uh, requests 
to send data through automation, uh, validate it somewhere else and send it back to the AI and tell the AI, hey, look, there's new information. We can use that uh, or, or learn about that and um, send me some more information or summarize me something. So it's, it's just a very interesting time in, in regards to giving the AI actual information that you can feed it uh, that is currently not within its, its own um, possibilities. So you said something there. Um, I, I haven't even gone that in depth with OpenAI, but so in 2021, they fed it a ton of data, you're saying, and then trained it to be able to, to answer questions and things? Yeah, exactly. So basically, they had a, a huge data set or a couple of data sets for sure about the information that they fed it. And the AI can basically make kind of an answer that is uh, in a human real form and that seems like it is made from a human. But the data that was fed is all from 2021, right? So it is a static data if we, if we want to hear it or not. So if you're going to ask the AI what is the latest model of iPhone, for example, it will probably tell you something like it's the iPhone 13, because I don't think it has information about iPhone 14. That would be something cool to try, but I guess it must be uh, outdated information, right? And with that gap of, of using that, that automation in, in connection with AI, you can kind of close that gap and you can actually feed it real-time data and use that data to, to do certain things within the AI. And uh, I see. Exactly. That's, that that's a new one. Yeah, it does. Um, totally to me. And I'm asking as a newbie to all of this um, because I've used it and I'm like, this is pretty dang fast. And I'm like, how the heck are they doing that? That makes total sense. And then from the training side, um, the model itself is, I was like, gosh, if this had access to that and you could just ask it questions like that, it's the, it's the hundred times better Google. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. it like i was i i mean i asked what are the strengths and weaknesses of wordpress for instance and it came back um but knowing it's it's a little bit lag on the data side is interesting to me um but i saw the potential for this to truly revolutionize some things on the web um so it's it, it's been really intriguing and i mean i asked it all kinds of questions that i was just actually curious about and seeing not just from the what how the model would work but the answer and i was like this is like a perfectly uh formatted informative um short essay that i would have gotten mm -hmm. in college you know so that's intriguing exactly. you can you can write like on-demand stories for your kids based on your own characters just type in a sentence say you wrote a short story and it spits you out a short story that you can read them for going to bed it's amazing it's just like oh, incredible i'm gonna have to try that today <laughs> i I continue, this subject fascinates me and I think it's something we need to be thinking about, looking at and talking about in WordPress and post status because this new technology coming and then how WordPress is placed in this. And for years, I think this is a segue to talk about OpenAI and WordPress specifically, but you know, I've either built sites for people or known a bunch of people that build sites for clients. And you turn on this awesome, it's like you turn this car over, you pull this car up to them, and you're like, here's your car. But you got to drive it with content, with things inside the site. And it's such a great vehicle for that. But oftentimes people get hung up on that part of like, oh, I don't know what to, I don't know how to drive my car right. Like these, you know, mm -hmm. WordPress sites with the right architecture, 
the right things can really drive and make a dent. That's our kind of thing with WordPress is like, it's magic like that, but you still have to like drive it. You have to put gas in it and drive it uh, with content. So that's a compelling angle for me with OpenAI. And I've heard about all these things before we segue specifically to the integration you've done too, and some possibilities there. What, where do you see all of this and WordPress going? Like well, that's, a, a, that's a very interesting question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it will be in in relate. I mean, it's right now we're specifically in the content age, right? So, I I've seen a lot of people going into the space where they try to create on-demand articles using an AI, which is probably a terrible idea just through plagiarism because it's very easily detected if you don't lose like a rewriter and you use your very own wordings in between. So this is something that we will see switching definitely. But what I see as an advantage in the future with WordPress is that people will use to, uh, will learn to use AI for the advantage in the sense of speeding up their process. So it's also kind of a, a way of automating things uh, in the sense that they don't need to write their content anymore from scratch, or they don't need to write, a, think about copywriting that much. They just ask the AI, it spits something out. They put it in, maybe adjust it, tweak it in their own way so that it has their very own style. And they probably just make the, the way of, of writing blocks 10 times, 100 times faster than it is right now. So we will definitely see like a, a boost in performance and probably blog posts over the long term. Okay. Well, so that leads into this specific integration you have and the tutorial I, I was looking through before we started. Um, so you saw OpenAI has an API. And tell us, tell us about that in WP web, Webhooks. So yeah, we, we basically started um, after trying a couple of times how OpenAI works to, um, to integrate it with our plugin. So we, we usually go for creating integrations for different services and plugins. And uh, in that case, it's, it's once separately for OpenAI, which makes it compatible with all of the other services and uh, plugins we are integrated. And the main goal was just to provide the integration, right? Because it's so new, barely anyone understands the actual power of it and what is possible. So we we just kind of created it out of the blue with the thought of, hey, it would be cool to just have it, you know, let's see what, what's going to happen. And right now we are basically just working on finding cool use cases. And uh, there are definitely a couple, uh, like I've, I've uh, showed you earlier, we already have a blog post on our website that basically describes how you can auto-generate meta descriptions using OpenAI and Yoast SEO. So you basically just feed it in the title and it spits you out a perfectly made meta description that you can just use or adjust as you want. And these kind of things, they just now come through trial and error basically. And uh, it's, it's very interesting to see where it goes. And I can see that with these kind of automations, um, we can also provide what I mentioned earlier that that possibility of feeding the AI new information that is not available within the AI itself. So because we can make these kind of workflows, um, if that makes sense. And this is, uh, this is mostly what we are trying to do right now. We're basically just working on, on use cases, see what's possible, trying out different things. And that's a super, super exciting time. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, you talk about this car, you, some, a, a site builder turns the car over and they start to use it, but that, meta uh description is one thing that, like i honestly confess i never do you know but it's it's yeah. helpful it's vital and so like 
that one little use case in the bigger picture of what I can do, I think starts to step us into this and is really interesting. Um, oh, totally. Yeah, this is this is literally just the, the tip of the iceberg. If you want, you can basically let the AI create a, a full schema, uh, like a schema for your for your website. So whenever there's a blog post, it can write the how tos and everything in, in kind of a JSON format and uh, spits you out a perfectly well formatted SEO description and, and everything keywords, the, the, the whole how to and this is just it's just such a time saver. It's incredible, really. Well, okay. Do you have a tutorial on that too? Because that's really interesting. Um, <laughs> or if you don't, we need one. Um, but so you're going into OpenAI or ChatGPT or whatever, and then you're saying you're asking a question or something like that, and then it's going to give you back those things. Yeah, exactly. It's just you literally ask it just a humanly written question, something like, "Give me back a JSON with these and these information," and it spits you out a JSON with these and the information. And JSON you can always use on a technical level, right? So we can just leverage that out and use it through our plugin to use it in different automations and do different things. Oh, that's super cool. Exactly. Well, what do you have? Anything you want to share about what you're doing next with this MVP webhooks? Um. As, as a use case, it's a, I mean, we, we definitely, we, for, for now, we really try to just work on the open AI thing and try mm -hmm. to find some cool use cases there. Uh, we had a lot of, um, a lot of actually customers reaching out about the possibilities as well and how exactly it works because the models and the configuration is a bit complicated if you, if you're not fully aware of it, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, we, we just follow the standards and uh, things should be fairly easy, but. Yeah, for us, it, it's mostly mostly open AI and creating new integrations. That's something we are, we are hardly focused on at the moment. I, I really think this is, like you said, the tip of the iceberg that um, I'm really intrigued by our WordPress community post, at PostStatus to go, okay, here's this cool technology. How do we translate this into practical um, uses for the end client, the end user in WordPress? Um, so that, that's, that's interesting. We'll be excited to hear what, what you find and explore and launch, launch next. Yeah. You should just see the blog post, uh, our, our, our blog, there will be a couple of more tutorials coming. They're already in the making. So in the next days you should see some more there. Okay. Perfect. All right. Um, okay. So you, you showed me something as like this, I think this is just showing the power of what it could do when we start to get these types of integrations into WordPress, do you mind showing me the one you were telling me about? Totally. Yeah. Not a problem. Of course. So I'm just going to share my screen. Probably this one. Yes. So I was basically just fooling around the other day on with our integration, trying to find some new cool ways we can use to, to present the open AI integration and you know, like, like I mentioned earlier, you can kind of ask the AI to create a JSON format um, with specific data. So JSON is basically just a structured way of presenting data within the web. That is something that the, the browser or the, the server can read. And in our case, we, we, we wanted to have, like, like in here, uh, just a simple field that you can write something. And based on whatever you write, it updates the blog post of your choice. So in our case, we just created a quick contact form seven form as we have an integration with contact form seven as well. And we connected that with open AI to create a so-called JSON and update a blog post based on a specific information. 
So I can just demonstrate it here. As you can see, I have three blog posts available. And let's just take this one. I just need the ID because that's the way we wrote it. So we have ID 97. And what I would like to do is, let's say I want to update the, the title of this post, right? So I can, I can write something like update the post with the ID, let's say post title with ID 97 and change it to um, this is a new title based on open AI. So it's, it's basically what we read as a, as a human text, right? But if I submit that and I let our workflow run, the AI basically interprets that and uh, changes it based on our parameters within uh, JSON. And when I refresh here and the, um, the flow ran, it should display it, see if it does it. No, it doesn't. Uh, so the thing is, because it depends what you feed the AI, so the AI basically needs to understand what you do. And uh, in some in some cases, that's that's the problem with AI. It fits you out text, right? So you try to you need to to format the text and kind of use the text uh, in a different way. So we can see. Okay, just didn't follow it. Just what I'm gonna do is so to to just so the very same example. I just try to type the similar thing again. Let's try it again. So um update the post with the id 27 and change the title to um open ai there's something new let's see now i always love live demos <laughs> yeah i know when you're showing me before i was like wow that's super cool yeah it really depends on the ai if i if i do it right or not um but it seems like you see that it's not completed. So basically something stopped within the AI. And uh, yeah, I would need to, I would need to see what, but. Yeah. So uh, you were showing, yeah. <laughs> you were showing just now the webhooks uh, pro dashboard. Do you mind taking us for a spin around the webhooks pro dashboard? Uh, yeah, totally. So it's basically like, you know, standard WordPress plugin stuff on the side menu. We have uh, our WP webhooks pro um, menu item and Basically, it's it's separated into two main things, which is the automations, the flows, and the webhooks. So there's there's kind of a difference in between because originally we came from the webhook side, which means it's kind of like a one-way street for information to be sent. Let's say you you update a, a post on your WordPress website, and based on that post, you can send data into a, a certain direction, like directly and instantly, to inform another service about that there's a new post. But then we realized that there's more of a need to actually automate kind of certain workflows. And then we created something called flows, which basically allows you to connect the or create a consecutive order of triggers and actions. So webhook triggers and actions to do certain things in a in a specific flow, as we call it. So I just had into it uh, into one, which is the human post query. This was the example I tried to show you. Mm -hmm. which uh, was currently not working out because of something that I need to see. Um, but what we have basically is within the flow, you can see we have a trigger, right? The trigger fires on a contact form seven. Within the settings, we basically selected the form that we created earlier, which is embedded in, in the site. And we don't want to send the email as we just want to send the data to OpenAI. And it was tested. We set up some conditionals, um, stuff that's not really important for now, but uh, this is this is basically 
what causes the actual workflow to fire, right? So this specific trigger comes along with all the data that was sent within this form. And we then reuse the data in the other kind of actions here. And as you can see, the first action is something, uh, is our open AI integration, where we basically sent that information that we had earlier, as you can see here, to open AI as a, as a text. And this is, this is what we read. So it basically says, get the post ID and the post title from the JSON. Uh, in the JSON format, and this is the sentence. And the sentence basically is a dynamic string that comes from the input that we sent within this form. So it makes more sense if, if we go through it logically while while building it. But um, when you click into a field like this, you will see it shows a dropdown, and inside of the dropdown, you will see all of the information that was sent within the trigger, including the question, like change the title of the post ID. Blah, blah, blah. So this is basically what we selected here. And this is kind of more details about the open AI stuff. Sure. And yeah, when you, when you continue save, you can test the action directly within here. That's something I can try, um, just as an example to see what comes back. So basically right now I'm sending a real request with the data that we got earlier. And this is basically the response. So we can see, we got some text back from the AI, which looks a bit weird as it's text. But within our plugin, we have something like a formatter, which allows us to format the data and change it to something readable. So I'm just gonna quickly do that to, to give you a better example of what we get back. So as you can see, this is what we get back from the AI or from the formatter, which came originally from the open AI. And this specific information we want to then use in another action to actually update the post. And this is, this is literally everything it does. So you can just think it of simple steps that like we have a trigger, the trigger causes uh, runs whenever the, the specific contact form was sent. Then we send the data to OpenAI, we format it in a certain way, and then we update the post based on whatever data we got back from the OpenAI. It's excellent. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is basically it for that. What, what are some of the automations? Um, I, I saw the create the automation. So what are the, some of the things that webhooks can do? from the automation side. Uh, you mean some examples, for example? Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I say, you can, you can, for example, connect the different services together. Let's, for example, say you have WooCommerce, right? So you can go to the, to the integration screen. You can install any kinds of integrations that you, you are working with. So we have around 100 right now. And let's, for example, say you have WooCommerce installed, right? So you can then install WooCommerce once it's, once it's available on your website. And within one of those automation workflows, you can then say, whenever WooCommerce fires, then send the data using a, a webhook, for example, to mm -hmm. your bookkeeping system, or send, send an email using the WordPress integration. So in here, I can show you, you can click send email, and then you have the possibility to send an email directly from your WordPress to the customer whenever whenever an order was created. So it basically, it basically just allows you to do certain things that you would manually do within your dashboard mm -hmm. yes. in an automated way. There's a bunch of those things for the post that side, by the way. I'm like, oh gosh. Yeah, I can't imagine, same here. And, and what, are, what are workflows? To, uh, you, or I'm sorry, it's webhooks. Oh, I thought it's a workflow somewhere. I read that wrong. Okay. Yes. So webhooks so basically, just, uh, I can show you. It's, it's basically separated in two parts. It's sent data and received data. 
what it basically means is these are kind of the triggers available, right? So whenever a user created or when a user was deleted or when a form was submitted, you can send data to a specific URL. Let's say, for example, I want to send a URL to my website. Um, I can call it demo and I, I add my API endpoint here and I add it and then you can see it here, which basically means whenever every time a user gets created, you can send a direct webhook request to this URL and you can test it. You can customize it with, with more features, more setups um, based on your needs. Gotcha. And this is, this is what I mean earlier, like a, a direct connection and the received data is basically the exact opposite. So instead of sending data out on a specific event, you send data in and to do something specific. So you can, for example, activate a plugin, as you can see, you can call a PHP function. You can create a comment, a post, a user. So you have basically mostly all of the options of WordPress available through a webhook as well. Excellent. You don't have a Slack integration, do you, by chance? <laughs> oh. um, that's the that's thing. Depends what Slack has as an API. Um, if they surely have an API, and if they have an API and it can be integrated with something like an API key or a uh -huh. Vero token, it uh -huh. can also be used with our plugin. Um, and that's an interesting point. That's good that you mentioned that. We have something I think like... Um, it's a, like it's a, a post at a specific thing, but I think a lot of membership sites, which is a big trend too, people building membership sites, course sites, you know, a lot of people like us obviously use Slack, being able to... Um, one, this is a nuance, and I'm uh, sorry for sharing, but it's like create a private group or something like that. I've looked in some of the Slack API, and I, I'm using us as a test for a second to say it is a broader thing. I think a lot of membership sites, they're using Circle, for instance. Maybe they want to use something else. So I, I stopped you, though. Keep going. Oh, no problem. No problem. Um, yeah, basically what I, what I mentioned earlier is that, like you say, with, with uh, Slack, we can kind of integrate with any service that allows like simple API calls or webhooks. And uh, we have an integration available that is called webhooks itself. So when you install one like that, for example, and you go to, let's say an automation workflow, I can, I can come within here, add a new action. And you see, I have a webhook endpoint available, which basically allows me to send data or send a request to a specific site. So if you have Slack, you would, you would uh, add your Slack URL here, for example right like api or something and then you can select the method you want to use to send data and you can send the data and add it here along so if there's a, a service out there that just follows the standard webhook or api um standards you can integrate them as well with our plugin so there's not directly an, an integration necessary basically excellent well one thing that's intriguing about this is for as long as I've been in WordPress, I it, it has led the way in truly democratizing publishing. But over the years, you see Facebook, Twitter, what name whatever default closed wall type garden come out. And um, I just did an interview with Matthias, who does activity plug plug-in for the Fediverse. And I was like, the you you think about what you're doing here with webhooks. And then the Fediverse is kind of bringing that power back to the to the user and saying, okay, Fediverse can help. To me, I just see the potential to go, let's let's decentralize some of the social networks. So when a billionaire buys the next thing or they change their policy at one of these closed set social networks, you're you know, all these people are affected by it. And 
and taking some of that control. So that's where I see Fediverse. And then I go, what's the power here is ground zero for what you're doing is your WordPress site. And with things like tools like this, then you can start, I don't know, it's just helping bridge that gap of power. There's so much usability and features that these closed gardens have, but tools like webhooks and potential with the Fediverse is like bringing some of that power back. And I see WordPress truly being in the space to lead and innovate and bring that power back to the users. Totally, yeah, I fully agree with you. The, the an interesting point about that is actually that using our plugin, for example, you can use it kind of as a standalone on WordPress. So if you say you want to make automations, you don't necessarily need to use WordPress, but you can just set up a WordPress environment, install our plugin, and you can automate external services through WordPress, right? So you can use it kind of as a middleman for yourself without actually using WordPress. And you still so can retain it makes it control. In a lot of ways. Exactly, even if you're yeah, not, and you have full control yes even if it's a, not a public facing site where you have content on like using that that's oh. the power that's the other side of wordpress do this has become this huge power powerhouse of a you know a software i talked to a lot of people on the enterprise and they mentioned like the connections there's a um my friend kareem at crowd favorite talks about wordpress being the open source hub to connect services so like your example there i, I resonate with it because i just talked to cream a couple of weeks ago i love that example yeah, yeah. well yeah, exactly Giannis, anything else you want to share um that you all have going on or you're excited about or anything i forgot to ask uh yeah i'm excited to make this tutorial work so i think the next blog post you will see is probably about this example okay <laughs> i love it i love it I love it. That's the beauty of being a part of this community as I get to ask cool, smart people that can do these things and see see how they go. But I, I'll be playing around with open API open AI's API um, just because I was playing with that and like wow, this is powerful. And I love this kind of stuff and I love there's people like you experimenting with it, testing it, and giving users um that opportunity to do that um so thanks so much today for Giannis for being on the post status draft podcast uh this is under our product people series i love our innovators in our community like you and so thanks for joining me today my pleasure really so it's an honor thank you very much as well for inviting me do you think we're the same what's changed who's we the wordpress royal we if you'd like to carry on this conversation or start another one, get in touch with us at PostStatus. You can email me, dan at poststatus.com, and if you're a PostStatus member, you know where to find me. If you're not, it's not a cult. Come check us out. We've got the most amazing Slack channels where members give and grow together, and we have a lot of fun on Twitter at post underscore status. Thanks for listening to PostStatus Draft podcast from PostStatus, a community for WordPress professionals.